If you have a true scary story you want to see on the channel, then send it my way. Go to AsTheRavenDreams.com slash submit, or check the links down below, and thank you. This story happened to me back when I was in college. I would have been around 21, I believe, which means that it would have been around 2010. Back then, I used to be a bit socially awkward. Okay, really socially awkward. And I lived on campus for most of my college career. Because I've always been a bit of a loner and a bit awkward, I've never really been one to make a lot of friends. And until that point, I had only ever had one boyfriend in high school and we just kind of decided to go our separate ways after dating for half a year. And when I say dating, I mean basically just talking in the hallways a lot. So, yeah. You could say that I was a bit inexperienced when it came to boyfriends and relationships in general. Well, due to this lack of experience, I was a bit desperate and the minute a guy showed any interest in me, I kind of fell into it. In late 2009, around the end of August, when the fall semester started, I met a guy named Jack. And no, before anyone thinks it is, that's not his real name. Anyways, Jack was a bit of a quiet guy, and seemed like he didn't have many people that he could call friends basically the exact kind of person I was. Because of this, and because of a lab that we had to do with a partner, I ended up sitting by and subsequently getting to know Jack. I think the instructor saw that we were both loners, and wanted to try and play matchmaker. Which, I really wish that she hadn't. Jack and I became pretty good friends over the couple of months that we worked together in that class, and there was some obvious chemistry between us. Then, on my birthday in January, he took me out to dinner and told me that he really had a crush on me, and that he had been wanting to ask me out. Long story short, we started dating. Of course, and again... I was inexperienced in the world of dating, and it pretty much felt the same to me, except we talked on the phone more and about deeper things. The relationship was going pretty well, honestly. We had our class together, we worked on various projects together, we studied for our exams, and while we were dating... I honestly was looking at Jack as more of a best friend than a boyfriend. Now, obviously I know that it was likely that I didn't actually have feelings for him, but back then I just kind of thought that this was what being in a relationship was for people in college. I mean, sure, others would go to parties, go drinking, clubbing, whatever, but that just wasn't who we were. We were the loner nerds, and I think I just enjoyed having a fellow loner to talk to and spend time with. He treated me fine for the most part, 
We rarely got into arguments, and I was happy. Obviously, this wouldn't be a story about a crazy ex if things didn't start to go sour. And they did start to sour. We got together in January of 2010, and I think this all started around Valentine's Day. In fact, it was Valentine's Day that started to set this whole thing into motion. Something to note about me, I am a bit of a prude. I do not like my body, I didn't like my body back then, and I've just never been into things that people think are sexy. This seemed like it wasn't that big of a deal to Jack, and we had not really even discussed sex in any way. Then, come Valentine's Day, I remember that he and I went out on a date, and it ended with us sitting in his car in the dorm parking lot. We were talking about how much we enjoyed dinner, how our classes were going... I think I was telling him about issues that my parents were having back home, and he handed me a box. My initial thought was, oh, chocolates. You know, the stereotypical Valentine's gift. However, no, this was not chocolate. I opened it, and inside the box was a gently folded up nightgown that was mostly see-through, and was very clearly intended to be worn during, well, intimate moments. I recall that my face became beet red. I didn't expect this, and I didn't want it. And I really wasn't interested in what was being implied by him giving it to me. What's worse, despite my embarrassment and my clear look of mental anguish, Jack followed up with, I have a bit of extra cash this month. How about you and I go get a hotel room tonight and you can try that on? I think I honestly started to cry. Like, not tears of joy or sadness. Just literal eyes watering from some strong level of embarrassment and disdain. I folded it back up and placed it back in the box and then handed it to him. I told him that, as much as I really liked him, and as much as I appreciated the thought, I was not ready for this relationship to go to the next level. I remember apologizing over and over again, and just telling him that I wasn't ready. After a few moments and a few heavy sighs, he turned to me and handed the box back. I was a bit upset, but... He comforted me with, Look, I'm not trying to pressure you. I really do love you, and I want to be with you for the foreseeable future. So, what I want you to do, I want you to keep this. And then, when the day comes that you are ready, it'll be there. That way I don't have to go through the awkward process of returning it, and we can still call it a gift. Is that okay? And, of course, I accepted his proposal. I would keep it, and then it would be there when I was ready. I told him that I didn't know when that would be, and he seemed genuinely okay with it. Everything about his statements, 
his behavior, his attitude, all of it seemed genuine, and I believed him. This was, unfortunately, where our relationship started to fall apart. We would spend time together, and he would be super clingy. And then, by the end of the night, he would seem like he was super distant. Like the night was great until it was over, and then he would be upset. Hindsight makes it super obvious why, but back then it was just odd behavior. Anytime we would watch a movie that involved anything sexual, he would always get... Well, let's just say weird. Then, when nothing sexual happened between us, the next day, he would be super pissed. I would ask him what was wrong, and he would always go off on me over literally nothing. He once yelled at me that I was awake too late after we had spent time together, because I posted a meme on Facebook about an hour after he had left. He seriously exploded, because I shared a stupid meme after he had left, and he told me that if he wasn't there at night, he wanted me in bed and sleep. That was actually one of the worst fights, and where the already crumbling relationship seriously took a turn. After that night, when he would come over and we would be together, he would be super controlling, asking me where I was going every time I got up, asking who was texting me, asking what I had done that day and scrutinizing every single thing I said. Then, after he would leave, he would wait about 20 minutes and he would call me. I made the mistake of answering a couple of times. The times I answered, he actually yelled at me for answering asking why the hell I was still awake. He would text me randomly throughout the day and ask me, more like a demand, that I take a picture of myself and whatever was in front of me. To put it simple, he became ridiculously controlling, and he wanted to know every single detail about everything that I was doing. Again, this was my first relationship with an adult, the first time I had had a boyfriend that I actually spent time with, and I had no idea what the hell I was doing, or supposed to be doing. Then, I actually had an event that gave me a bit of clarity. I was talking to my mother one day, literally talking to her about her going through the divorce with my father, and then he texted me with his... Hey, I want a picture of you. I think my tone changed and my mom noticed, because she asked me what was wrong. I broke down. Within a few seconds, I went from trying to comfort her, to bawling my eyes out and telling her all about Jack, and how he was ruining everything. I seriously just let it all come out. She straight out told me to dump him. She told me that she was unhappy in her marriage with my dad, and that's why they were getting a divorce, and that she didn't want me to end up with someone I didn't love, or end up unhappy like her. At that point, 
it just kind of clicked. I had to break up with him for my sake, and I didn't want to end up in a loveless relationship with the man that controlled my every move. That next day, when he came over, I told him that we needed to split up. He was, of course, furious. He started in with anger, then he started threatening to hurt himself, and then he started calling me every expletive that he could think of. Obviously this hurt, but I let him finish it up, and then I explained to him that I needed some time alone because of my parents getting a divorce, and that the stress of my family breaking up was starting to get to me. Yes, this was a lie, but it was the best that I had. After I said that, he just kind of stood there. Then he said he was sorry and then left. It wasn't quite the amicable breakup that I was hoping for, but it was a breakup, and that's all that mattered. I honestly thought it was over after that. Again, my naivety got the best of me. What I didn't expect was the barrage of calls and texts that followed. Jack would not leave me alone. It would be, hey, how are you, in the morning, and then, you're such a stupid... Well, I'm not going to finish what he said, but you can assume. This went on for a week, and then the you-don't-know-what-you're-missing-out-on texts started alongside the pictures of his uh, privates. This guy seriously went to full-on creepy in a matter of around eight days. It's pretty bad when even I could figure out that he wanted to be with me for literally just one thing. This went on for a couple of weeks, until the final night and the final event between us took place. It happened on the night of my mother's and brother's birthday. They share the same birthday, so we always make it a point to have a family dinner out wherever they choose. We were out enjoying ourselves and having a great time at dinner, when out of nowhere, Jack seriously walks into the restaurant. I saw him walk in, and I saw him tell the waiter that he was with our party. He walked right over to the table, and he put his hands on my shoulders and squeezed, and then started to say hi to my mother with the fakest voice I had ever heard. The tension at that table was immediate. My mom had never seen him, but it was obvious who he was. What's worse, he had the audacity to angrily ask who the hell the guy at the table with us was. I said it was my brother, and then said that he needed to leave. My brother asked me if he needed to take care of this guy. I told him no, and... Well... Honestly, it was a disaster that ended up with my brother and Jack getting into a short shoving match, and then the manager dragging Jack out of the restaurant in a half-assed chokehold. Thankfully, they let us stay when I explained that Jack was my ex, and that he had walked in to cause problems. They could see that I was being honest and told us that they would make sure he didn't try to come back. After we ate... 
and after the embarrassment had worn off, we walked outside to go our separate ways. We were standing by my mother's car and talking when, almost out of nowhere, a crappy black Corolla guns it through the lot straight at us. My brother noticed it and was able to yell and we all got out of the way. My mom's car wasn't so lucky. As you can probably assume, this Corolla belonged to Jack. He had just committed attempted murder with his vehicle. He then backed up and tried to go as hard as he could in the direction that I ran, smacking into another car, and then he pulled away and took off. If I may say, this all sucked. <laughs> My mom's car was seriously damaged. Another random person's car was hit, and the back end was smashed in. And all of this was because of this jackass that I had decided to date for a couple months. We called the cops, we talked to management so we could find the person that owned the car that got hit. This whole thing was a disaster. I explained to the police everything that I had gone through with this guy, I told them all the things he had sent me, and they said they would be on the lookout for him. But at this point, just had to consider this a hit and run. That night, my brother and I actually stayed at my mom's place. I was not going back somewhere where he could have access to me. About an hour or two after we had gotten back to my mom's place, Jack actually called me. I was enraged. So I answered him. I asked him what the hell was wrong with me and probably had a few other choice words. That sick POS seriously responded with, I just want you to know that I have never been as aroused as I was when I tried to kill you. Seeing that terrified look on your face, it turned me on more than anything. And I can't wait to see the look on your face tomorrow in class. Then he hung up. Needless to say, I immediately called the police and informed them of what he had said. They updated the information and considered his in-class-tomorrow comment a clear and present threat of danger, which apparently accusing someone of attempted vehicular homicide isn't. And the story pretty much ends here, with Jack being arrested, expelled, charged with several different things, and then thrown in prison for a few years. This was about 11 years ago, and I know for a fact that he is out now. But thankfully, he hasn't reached out to me or attempted to contact me in any way. I'm not gonna lie, he is the one person out there that actually scares the hell out of me. Mostly because he went from nice guy to attempted murder within a couple weeks because I wouldn't sleep with him. So, Jack, the worst boyfriend that I ever had, and the man that I wish I would have never met in college, let's never meet again. And also, screw you for wrecking my mom's car like that. She seriously loved her Yaris, and hasn't found one in that same color blue since.
So, I had a crazy ex that I didn't know was crazy back whenever we dated. In fact, he seemed pretty normal back then. Of course, he wasn't in the end, otherwise there wouldn't be a story to tell here. I guess for a bit of disclaimer or disclosure, this is a messed up story, and as they all are, if you aren't good with crazy people or really messed up situations, then I highly recommend you stop reading here. I will start by telling the story about myself and this person. My name is Amy, and his name is Maverick, but we all called him Mav. Mav and I met each other at a football game back in high school during freshman year, and we hit it off pretty much right away. Back then, I was, unfortunately and admittedly, in the popular girls' clique. And he was a bit of a goth-slash-emo type, which is why it was odd that he and I got along so well from the first minute. Something about not judging a book by its cover, I guess. Of all things, we actually bonded strongly over music. He had me listen to something by some screamo band, and I fell in love with it. From that day, we actually hung out frequently, and we became super close. My friends weren't into him because he was emo and dressed in all black, but I didn't really care and I liked him, so we ended up actually dating near the end of that year. During summer break, we were together quite a bit. We spent time together at each other's house, met each other's parents, and honestly, it was one of those high school sweetheart situations where I think our parents were under the impression that we would stay together for a while. My dad actually liked him. He was respectful and polite, and while he may have looked all dark and brooding, he was, in my dad's words, the nicest boy that he'd ever met. His parents seemed to like me. I think they were surprised that he got me as a girlfriend, which I know that may sound conceited, but we were polar opposites. Anyways, we spent all of the summer together, and we went to the park, the movies, all the basic things that you do when you're dating someone in high school. During our sophomore year, unfortunately, Mav started hanging around the stoner kids that were seniors, and pretty quickly got pressured into becoming one of them. This was a deal-breaker for me. We got into an argument-slash-conversation, and I told him that... If he was going to start down that road, then I wasn't going to be able to be with him. He chose pot over me, so I broke it off. It sucked. I really liked him. We cut along well enough, and I had so many good times with him for the almost full year that we dated, but he wasn't willing to abandon his new vice for me. So, that was that. We didn't really talk much after that. I dated other guys, he dated other girls, and really, life just moved on from there. We kind of started talking again the last semester of my senior year, mostly because we had photography class together, 
and we worked on a few projects together. There was one point where we were working on a project together, and as I was leaving, he gave me a hug and then a quick peck on the cheek. And while it was a bit nostalgic at the time, I told him there was nothing between us other than friendship, and while I really loved the time we had together a couple years back, there was no future for us. He looked upset, but he nodded and told me that he understood. Now, all of this was basically to set up that we had a normal high school romance that ended with us just being friends. There was nothing else there, and I thought that was that. I was, apparently, wrong. After high school, he moved out of state with his parents, and I stayed close to home and went into nursing for college and then got a job. Basically, we were as far apart as we could have been, and the time we spent together was long forgotten. Then, out of nowhere, I get a friend request on Facebook from Maverick. I was actually pretty excited to talk to him since, at that point, it had been about eight years. So, I accepted the friend request and messaged him. I asked him how things were, and I did what we all do. I stalked his profile a bit. I found out he was married, living in the next state over, and working in IT. He messaged me back and was telling me all about his life after high school. I told him about my endeavors and all that I had done since then. I commented that I saw that he had finally found someone, and that she was gorgeous. She really was. And I told him that I was beyond ecstatic for the fact that things worked out for him. He then responded by asking me if I was with anyone, and he stated that he noticed I was still going by my maiden name. I informed him that I was not with anyone, that my last relationship ended a bit abruptly, and that I was pretty happy with my life and wasn't in any rush to get with anyone new. Then, he told me that he and his wife were actually moving back to our hometown for a job, and that he wanted to get together when he was here. I was a bit hesitant at first, but honestly was also excited to see him and to catch up more. We agreed that when he moved back to town, we would hang out and get coffee or something and just spend some time reminiscing about high school. The next day, I got a text from one of my friends mentioning that they got a friend request from Mav and that I should be careful, which was incredibly strange. I messaged her back and I asked her why I should be careful. She asked if I had forgotten how crazy he was. I was completely taken aback. I had no clue what she was talking about. So, I called her, and I asked her to explain. She started talking to me about him, and how he was absolutely obsessed with me back in high school. She said that I was the only thing he ever talked about with his friends, and that he had pictures of me taped to his wall, and that his freaky obsession was the reason that he couldn't hold down a relationship. She then went on to tell me that the one day in high school that he kissed me on the cheek and I turned him down, he had apparently told all of his friends that he was going to commit suicide because I wouldn't be with him. They had talked him away from it, but he was adamant that his life was worthless without me, 
and that he needed to be with me. She was surprised to hear that I had honestly no idea about any of this. I hadn't heard a word about this at all and was genuinely shocked. We ended the conversation with me saying that I would be careful around him and we left it at that. Now, obviously, I was a bit freaked out, but at the same time, he was married. He had a wife at this point, and a career, and his own life. So, while he may have been a bit obsessive back then, I didn't think it would mean much at this point, right? He had clearly moved on and there was nothing to worry about, right? Anyways, a couple weeks went by and I got a call from Mav on a Saturday morning, telling me that they were all moved in and that he really needed to get with me that morning to talk. I didn't have plans, and while I didn't like that he was wanting to go have coffee so quickly, mostly because it didn't bode well after finding out that he was creepily obsessed with me, I agreed. I asked him if his lovely wife would be joining us, and he paused for a moment, and then said that she was busy and wouldn't be able to make it. Oh boy, coffee alone with an ex that used to be overly obsessed with me. Sounds like a great time, really. Me being the optimist I was, honestly thought that he was just wanting to get together and have coffee and be friends, and that's really what I expected. He showed up, and he looked nothing like I had remembered him looking. Long gone were the trip pants and long black hair, and they were replaced by a closely shaved head, khakis, and a button-down shirt. I mentioned to him that he looked nice, and that it was a bit strange to see him wearing anything other than black. He laughed, and then looked me dead in the eyes and said, Do you really like it? If you don't, I can go change. I brought some of my clothes from high school that still fit me, just in case she wanted me to wear those. I chuckled, thinking that it was a joke, but he didn't change his expression at all. I immediately changed the subject, and I asked him about his wife and his job. He quickly started dodging the questions and then started asking me about myself, what I had been up to since high school, had I been with many guys, which was way too personal, did I have any kids yet, just a barrage of really strange and personal questions, including some that were incredibly inappropriate for coffee shop conversations. Then, out of nowhere, he asked if he could come back with me to my place. I was legit shocked by this. I shook my head and said that I had apparently made a huge mistake, thinking that he just wanted to chat and didn't want anything more out of this. I told him his behavior was disgusting, and doubly so as a married man. I told him that I wouldn't go tell his wife about how he had acted, but that he really needed to sit down with her and have a conversation about them and their future, because he clearly wasn't willing to remain faithful. He did not like this. He seriously started screaming at me about how I ruined his life, 
and how I was meant to be his. He was yelling at the top of his lungs, mind you, in the middle of a Starbucks, about how I needed to be with him, and how he and I were soulmates, destined to be together for the rest of our lives. Long story cut a bit shorter on this one, they called the cops on him because of how aggressive he was getting with his screaming and berating. They showed up, and he was still screaming, and then he turned his aggression on them. Thankfully, they had tasers, and they dropped him without any hesitation, and then hauled him away. And, while this was the last time that he and I spoke, it wasn't the end of this situation. I actually got called down to the station the next day to talk with the police about what had happened. Honestly, I thought they were just going to have me confirm that he made a scene and tell them what was going on. But, no, there was a lot more to it. They did ask me what was going on, and they were asking if he and I were in a relationship. Then they asked if we had made any sort of plans to be together. I laughed and told them no that we were just old high school friends and that this was literally us getting together for coffee and to catch up. And then, the bombshell. They said that after the whole event went down, they actually searched his car. They did so, and were allowed to do so, because in plain view, there was a change of clothing covered in blood. There was also a rather large knife also covered in blood, and various items that could be used to bind someone. They said they had spoken to him about it, and he was incredibly direct and honest with them. He told them that he had killed his wife. He literally slit her throat and left her bleeding in their home, and he had left the murder weapon and bloody clothing in the passenger seat. He told them that he and I met there because we were going to run away together and start a new life, and that I was in on it because I agreed to get with him. I thought when he said he wanted us to get together, he meant as friends for coffee. He thought I had agreed to spend the rest of my life with him on the run after he had murdered his wife. I spent a lot of time with the police explaining my place in this. I showed them all of our texts, the Facebook messages. They asked about what we talked about when he had called me that morning, and I explained it was just him saying that we could meet that day. I feel like there was a bit of suspicion on me because of what he had been telling them, but they eventually were satisfied that I had nothing to do with it, and they decided to leave me alone. He, on the other hand got charged with murder, and they decided to throw on a conspiracy to commit kidnapping charge because of the rope and duct tape, which tells me they had enough reason to believe he was going to try to take me forcefully. So, that's my story about my creepy ex, Maverick, that was also a homicidal maniac and then was, unbeknownst to me, obsessed with me all throughout high school and apparently after. Final note, ladies, listen to your friends 
if they tell you someone is a creep. Especially if they then tell you a bunch of things you didn't know. And Mav, I hope you and I never cross paths again. And I really hope that your wife is able to rest in peace. You disgusting bastard. This actually didn't happen to me. It's a story that happened to my aunt back when she was in her mid-twenties. And I'm going to say that it's an incredibly intense story, and this should definitely serve as a type of trigger warning. Like I said, she was in her mid-twenties, and this happened back in the late 80s, a few years after I was born. Unfortunately, all of this has been told to me, as I was just a baby when it happened, so I may miss some of the details, but I don't think it diminishes the overall story. The story happened while they were still married, but he is her ex-husband now, so I think it counts. My aunt and uncle met back whenever they were in high school, and they became a couple back when they were about 18. From there, they got married at the age of 22, and then were trying to have kids, but come to find out, my uncle was sterile and could not have kids. From what I've been told, this caused problems between them, and they were on the edge of divorce, but decided to go into counseling to try and fix it. From there, they supposedly got to a point where they were okay, and things were essentially repaired. At least, that's how it looked from the outside. This was apparently not true at all. They were actually in a worse situation than before. Apparently, when they went to counseling, my aunt's husband started down the path of becoming super religious. And, while there's nothing inherently wrong with being religious, he took it to a whole other level. He apparently became super controlling over my aunt, and started making her go to church with him, and start cutting the family and friends out of her life. It hit a point where she told us they were doing great together, and that we didn't need to worry about her. On the other side of that fence, he was abusive, controlling, and just genuinely doing whatever he could to ruin her life and make her miserable. She said that it started with him telling her that she needed to repent and beg for forgiveness from Jesus. She said that she was okay with this, and saw that maybe devotion to a higher power would be enough to keep them together. She started going to his church, she started praying nightly with him, and they started doing nightly Bible reads. Slowly, that controlling behavior started digging in. He started telling her what she could and could not eat. He started telling her that she wasn't allowed to leave without his permission. After a while, he even started controlling the music that she could listen to and what TV shows she could watch. Basically anything that was violent, sexual, or had inappropriate language was strictly prohibited from their house. 
Her husband literally hit a point where he was treating her like a child and running every single minute of her life. And this would be bad enough, but things actually started getting worse with him. After he was at a point where controlling her wasn't enough, he started physically abusing her when she got out of line. All the while, he would be citing biblical scripture to her about things that were barely relevant. The big thing that happened between them actually happened about a year into all this. My aunt had managed to get away from him for a little while, I have no idea how, and spoke with a lawyer. She was able to get the paperwork started for them to get a divorce, and she brought it home to him. And then she told him that she wanted out of their relationship. While I commend her for being bold and standing up to him in this situation, it's not typically something that goes well when dealing with an abuser. And this did not go well. As soon as my aunt started talking about divorce, he started screaming at her about the sanctity of marriage, and yelling about how her asking for a divorce was a literal slap in the face of Jesus. She told him that his abusive behavior was the exact opposite of what a true follower of his religion should have been doing, and then he went berserk. He went off on her, asking how she could dare to call him a blasphemer. At that point, he snapped. He started saying something about how she was possessed by Satan. He started telling her that the devil was using her to attack him, and her inability to have a child, even though it was him that was sterile, was proof that she was nothing more than a puppet for the demons. He then grabbed a knife and told her that he had no choice but to kill her in order to prove his love to God. That night, that man stabbed my aunt seven times. He used a kitchen knife and stabbed her over and over until he was sure that she was dead, and then he left her to bleed out. Fortunately, my aunt was way more of a fighter than he anticipated, and she had managed to actually survive the attack. She managed to knock the phone off the base that was in the kitchen, and she dialed 911. And by some modern medical miracle, she made it through. As for him, the cops actually arrested him in a church. Apparently, after attempting to murder his wife with multiple stab wounds, and thinking that he has succeeded... He drove to the church that they attended, covered in blood, and asked the priest to say a prayer for him. Instead of sitting and praying with him, he called the cops. It's almost ironic that he tried to kill my aunt because Jesus wanted him to, and she survived, and then he went to a church only for the religious figurehead to betray him and turn him in to the police. It's... Almost like attempted murder of your spouse isn't something that Jesus, or really any deity, would want you to do. And that's an absolutely crazy as hell way to think. My aunt fully recovered. She does have some gnarly scars on her stomach and chest now. I'm just grateful that she made it, and that this guy is in prison for the rest of his life. Maybe, just maybe... 
Someone out there really was watching this situation and made sure that it went the way that it was actually supposed to. So that was a collection of three stories all about horrifying stories with exes. Or soon-to-be exes with the last one. I know that one's kind of an out-of-the-side story, but it, it counts because she wanted a divorce, right? So technically it was like he was her ex anyways. Thank you to everyone who lets me use their stories and anyone who submits a story to me. As always, it is greatly appreciated, and because of you all, I can keep doing this. So, if you got a story, send it my way. I said that at the beginning. I'm not going to say it again. If you liked the video, hit that thumbs up button. If you want more, leave me a comment telling me how much more you want. Or something. Uh, you can also subscribe to the channel if you're new and hit that bell icon for notifications to be notified whenever I upload a new video. Though at this point you probably know my schedule. It's pretty consistent. Anyways, my lovely friends, I hope you all have a beautiful day. I hope that I will see you next time. The AC is working now, by the way. It's all installed, done, and working perfectly. So, it's actually comfortable in here. And hopefully I can keep recording and be happy. I like recording. I like being happy. I like this. This is my happy place. I love you. And, you know, sleep well.